Gotham, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD, when we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you about to get geeked up, so sit back, relax, and get comfy, lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten, coming straight out of Gotham. Welcome to another episode of Straight Outta Gotham, episode 24. We are a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by the Dead Gum Original Batman on Film. I am your co-host from the land of saltwater taffy. I am Peter Ambera, and today we are recording on December 19th, 2020. And as always, we have a great show for you today. But before we get into the good stuff, I would like to remind all of you, our faithful listeners, that if you take the time to rate and review our show on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, and we read your review on air, we will send you a special prize pack. This prize pack this month, uh, as I mentioned yesterday in the uh, Eric Holzman uh, holiday live stream bonanza, is a Marvel-themed Treasury Edition uh, um just a holiday, uh, large comic book. So it's, it's a pretty cool thing. Um, definitely, definitely want you guys to check it out. So please rate and review our show. Now, let me introduce you to my co-host, the vice president of the Little Neck Bay Polar Bear Club. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Eric Holzman. Oh, polar bear, polar bear. Yes. Coming up January 1st, we'll be out there. Oh, you haven't done it yet? It's a January thing? I thought it was. Yeah, it's, it's okay. New Year's Day. It's a New Year's Day event. And we uh, we get down to our bathing suits and we run into the water. Hope you brought a towel. Yeah, right. Shrinkage City. Anyway, uh... oh, <laughs> getting X-rated here on SRG. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, well, all the guys out there know, so I don't need to elaborate. I just thought I'd drop that in. Uh, yeah, but this is twenty four, right? So this is the Jack Bauer episode that we have yes, working is. here. Yes, it is. Nice, nice big 24 reference there. So, yes, Pete, you mentioned yesterday we had our telethon, hungerthon type deal that we did with the Let's Go podcast, with the Vigilantes, mm-hmm. with the Batman Book Club. Uh, we had a really good time. It was five hours of guys just talking and uh, trying to raise some money for World Central Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, as of now, I believe we're close to $700 that we've raised. Um, I had a goal of 1000 so I think that's pretty good so far. Yeah. I mean, um, hey, well done. I mean, you orchestrated this. This was your brainchild and just, you know, you did a great thing for a lot of people out there. You put up, I'd say you put probably seven meals on uh, seven families tables after last night. So thank you for uh, coming up with that and doing something to actually help out people across the country. Yes. And it's not done, folks. Um, this should be up tomorrow. We're recording on Saturday night, so this should be up on Sunday. The auction runs till... Um, tomorrow night on Monday, 12 a.m. So tomorrow night at midnight or Monday, however, however that goes, 12 a.m. Monday morning. Let me put it that way. Uh, and then the the donations we're taking until um, Christmas Eve. So if you go to donate.wck.org backslash holiday heroes for hunger, you can donate money directly to World Central Kitchen. And then auctions 32. Um, I'm going to forget the site. Uh, but go to Auctions 32, just search Holiday Heroes for Hunger, and you can find the auction items. There's still some pretty cool stuff up there. I know the child from Mandalorian is still up there. Uh, I believe Deathstroke is still available. The, De- Tom Mc- the McFarlane toys, Deathstroke. Um, and the link is all over the SOG Twitter page. So, I mean, yes. a, a couple yeah. scrolls and you'll find it. So, yes. Yeah. So, de- guys, definitely check that out again. Bid. It's fun to bid, too. I, I'm bidding for something, actually. So, I've been going back and forth with someone it's been actually it's been pretty fun doing that today so uh it's been it's been a pretty fun time and again um everyone who watched us last night thank you for the support and everyone out there again if you can donate please do so uh so i just want to get that in in the beginning so yeah so now we're headed towards christmas this is i guess our holiday pre-holiday episode christmas week episode yeah i feel like i feel like next week we have off because christmas is at the end of the week and We'll just probably be too bloated to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Pete, real quick, um, it's pandemic timer. Uh, what's going on for Christmas with you guys? Just chill. Uh, we're going to have Christmas and Christmas Eve at the house. We'll do seven fishes on Christmas Eve. And then uh, I, 
it's actually kind of a, I'm actually kind of happy we're going to be home this year for Christmas because, you know, we're, I just imagine, you know, after gifts and everything on Christmas morning, uh, me and my brother are just going to hang out and watch Wonder Woman by the fire. Awesome. So yes. it actually kind of works out and uh, it gives us something, you know, else to look forward to aside from just Christmas and family in general. But, you know, I, I, I realized like yesterday, Justin was like, I don't know when I'm going to watch Wonder Woman. He's like, I think I'm going to do it after dinner. And I'm like, I'm probably going to do it at like, I don't know, 1030 in the morning. Like we're going to open gifts and we'll, you know, do, do that whole thing. And then I get mad and we'll have Christmas breakfast and then we'll just hang out on Themyscira for the next two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, I am actually starting Christmas Eve. We'll still be at my sister's house. She, obviously, it's just going to be a short, uh, small crew this year. She normally has everyone. And she, she doesn't do the seven fishes, but she does like a variant of it. Okay. Um, she When she first got married, she lived in the – she had a basement apartment with her husband, and the woman who lived upstairs was Italian. So she taught her how to do some of the stuff. So she's continued to do that with us. Um since she's lived there. So yeah, that part's been pretty cool. So she's still doing that. And then on Monday I'm making prime rib and I think some people are coming. I'm not sure how many, but I think we're having a little, yeah, a little bit of a a crew coming over, but Monday morning at 11 AM, I will be at the movie theater watching wonder woman. Okay. So Uh, you're going to, you're going to watch it Christmas morning. Interesting. Okay. I just, I I might catch it in a theater at some point. I'm right. just, I'll probably end up just at Christmas. I'll just end up being home, you know? So I'll just end up taking advantage of that opportunity to have watching on HBO max. Yeah. I kind of had to see it first in the theaters when I made the proclamation on the vigilante show that I was on. So shout out to those guys, by the way, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I said I would only, I'd see it first in the theater. So at least you're a man of your word. Yeah. Yeah. I was able to, I knew we weren't going to be doing anything crazy because of like the pandemic with Christmas. So I knew it wouldn't be a huge event this year. So I'm like, I can steal a couple hours and and go go see the go see Wonder Woman and then come home. So that's what I'm going to do. So that'll be the early part of my Christmas, and then like I'm making prime rib. So yeah, whoever comes later will have that, and we'll have probably have mashed potatoes and um, garlic string beans and all these other. Please things. take pictures of your mashed potatoes because I want I want Shu to see them. <laughs> we all know Shu raves about his mashed potatoes. So yes, I'd yes. love to you guys to have like a mash off. And they look they do look good in his pictures. I I, I will give him that. I would but, love to do a taste test. <laughs> but yeah, but I also can throw down with the mashed potatoes. So I will do that. Um, and this should be a big, a pretty nice size amount of them as well. We're turning into a food show. But yeah. Um, well, that was bound to happen eventually. <laughs> yeah. we Bill, Bill Ramey, of course, of Batman on Film, the EIC. Uh, he's he keeps talking that we need to do a food some kind of food show right so he just wants he, an excuse to talk about his gumbo like he never <laughs> like he needs to he sends me pictures all the time so yep me you rick and him he said uh do some kind of cooking thing so if that ever does come to fruition i think that'd be fun mm. but yeah so christmas uh we've gotten um we've gotten some we got some gifts recently this past i think what was it last week with the Disney's investors call Disney. Uh, Mickey was very generous. Let's put it that way. Yeah. The mouse, the house of mouse or the, yeah. Right. The house of mouse. That's what they call it was um, very generous in their investors call. <laughs> I and, always think it's weird that they call it investors call. Like it's, they're showing it to everybody. So we're not all investors. I don't understand the name. Well, I mean, clearly it's for the most important people, not the fans. Right. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> the investors, but uh, I mean, we've been waiting for uh, Disney to do this for a while now. And, you know, like, I feel like Warner Brothers has been, uh, this is happening, this is happening. And they had fandom and they had their whole thing and they've still been releasing things, simul- you know, periodically. But Disney has really kept a lid on it for for investors. You know, they didn't let anything slip out. They didn't really anything leak. They didn't really release that much as opposed to uh, AT&T Warner Media. So right. when they finally did open up Pandora's box, it seemed to be never ending. Yes. And we'll touch on the Marvel stuff very soon. But since I'm the Star Wars fan here, I'm just going to quickly go through the things that they they released and the things that I'm looking most forward to. So mm-hmm. um, if you watch The Mandalorian this season, they you know that the popular character Ahsoka Tano appeared again, played by Rosario Dawson. Well, she is getting her own spinoff show. So that's very cool. Um, they also named, they also named someone on the episode of the Mandalorian called Grand Ad- Admiral Thrawn, who's a really big deal. Um, 
he was a really big deal in the expanded universe and he had he was a big portion of the rebels cartoon that they had so he was meant she mentions him so i'm assuming he's going to be in the show too so i'm really looking forward to to ahsoka uh the obi-wan show which has long been rumored the limited series that's coming and mm-hmm. of course it was it was mentioned that hayden christensen is returning i particularly don't care but <laughs> man I, it seems like a lot of people had a lot of things to say about that um yeah someone who hasn't seen the prequels i've only really noted i've only heard about the sand clip so <laughs> um, <laughs> that's really the extent of my knowledge when it comes to Christensen, but, uh, it, it, people did not seem very thrilled about that. I wasn't, but the diehards were, uh, the diehard prequel guys. And we know you mentioned Rick already. He's a huge fan of, of Hayden Christensen's, um, Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. So I know he, he saw that he made a comment, uh, Nico from the vigilantes as well. I think he's he might I think he might have seen the prequels before the original trilogy. So, oh wow, he, really? I think he, yeah. I don't How know. How old is that kid? Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> but I know he has a um he has a connection to those like because those were from his childhood. So I understand that kind of angle. Um, so he's he's looking forward to. But I I me personally, I couldn't care less. I would watch that show no matter who was playing Darth Vader. Okay. Um, I would have watched it. So that was the other one. And Real I'll just quickly, mention- though, I just watched Jingle All the Way today, mm-hmm. and the kid who plays Arnold's son in that movie, Jamie, played uh, ba- young Anakin in episode one. I just found that out today. So that's- Jake Lloyd, yes. Yeah, Jake. I was like, wow, okay. And my brother's like, you didn't know that? I was like, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jake Lloyd, uh, who also, I feel so bad what they did to that kid um, after that movie, but. You know, that's in whatever. I guess it's part of being a Star Wars, being a Star Wars movie. No one comes out safe. I guess but, so. Uh, yeah. The only other one I'm looking forward to, really, that I wanted to mention is the show called The Acolyte. Um, that's coming out. It's kind of a new thing that mm-hmm. they're doing in Star Wars, Um, which, you know, anytime there's some some new event that happens and um, I'm always looking forward to that. So those are the ones, the highlights for me from the Star Wars presentation. Now let's jump into Marvel. Oh, wait, there's one more Lucasfilm thing we will discuss. And this is what I'm pumped for. Yes, I know, Pete, you are pumped for this. Um, it, the Indiana Jones 5, that has been long rumored. Apparently, it is a go. So yeah. we'll be getting a fifth Directed Indiana by, Jones. Uh, Logan's James Mangold. Yes, Logan and the Wolverines, James Mangold. Yes, James Mangold. He will be directing that. So and I think he did Copland too with Stallone. He did do Copland. Yeah. Yes. So that's a, I mean, that's a cool thing. Um, it's going to yeah. be. I don't know how Harrison's going to do, but we'll see. <laughs> it's weird how he, it seems like he didn't really want to come back as Han Solo, but when it came to Indiana Jones, he doesn't want to give up the role. You know, like no. I, he may like that role just a little bit more. So I'm excited that he doesn't want to give it up because I, I don't hate Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Right. Um, it, it's obviously the the worst of the Indiana Jones movies, but I, I do enjoy it for what it, I guess, you know, I, I, it's just, it's simple Indiana Jones fun. It's kind of like Die Hard 4. You know, like it's, it's not the, it's clearly not the best one, but it's still enjoyable at at its, at its core for me. Um, but I'm excited. I mean, I think Mangold's a good director. Um, and, and you know, I, I, I like his action stuff a whole lot. I mean, what he did with the Wolverine and the, you know, the older Logan yeah, um, really kind of interests me a lot. Cause it's like, okay, well, if he could do that with an aged Wolverine, it'd be kind of cool to see what he can do with an aged Indiana Jones. And yeah. Um, I don't know exactly what Lucas's actual involvement is. I know George used to write all these movies, but it, that was like a him and Spielberg thing. They were like a one-two punch. Yes. I don't know who's yeah, writing this one, but I, I have faith in Mangold. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously the last two films we got from him um, in kind of this kind of fantasy sci-fi space were the Wolverine movies, and they were they were the two best of the three, obviously. Yeah. Um, and arguably, Logan is arguably the best X-Men film x-men related film that we've ever seen or we've yeah. ever got yeah I, I i agree with you it's uh logan is one of the few comic book movies that rivals the dark knight i think it does i think Definitely. i think it's one of the, it's a very short list of movies that are in that tier of cbms mm-hmm. and logan is definitely it, it's definitely up there you have to consider it yeah so that's gonna be interesting again i'm gonna be really i want to see uh what they do with harrison ford because i think he's pushing 80 um <laughs> so he's up there and um you know it's going to be interesting to see indiana jones obviously is a physical role so it's going to be interesting to see how they handle it but yeah i'm down man i'm down for this i love indiana uh, jones i mean yeah. i mean i'll temple of doom will always be my favorite i love short round 
mm-hmm. you know, and he had, <laughs> it, it's it's sad he's never popped up in another movie since then. Well, as a short round, not as the actor. Maybe they'll bring him back. Time. I would love to. I mean, they brought back uh, Mary. Yes. Is her name Miriam or Marion? I can't remember. But, um, you know, she came back. Uh, no, she didn't come. Who was it? Or was it the blonde girl? I can't even remember. No, she was in. Was it her? Um, she was in Crystal Skull. Yes. She yeah. Was. Okay. She was in Crystal Skull. Uh, yeah. So, like, I, I I wouldn't mind that. That's cool. You know, and uh, as you know, I, I could do without Shia LaBeouf. Like, he was definitely not my favorite part. Of right. uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but um, you know, if he comes back, he comes back. I just, I'll I'll wait and you know see what happens with it. But I, I, right as of right now, I'm very excited for uh, Indiana Jones Five. Yep, me too. So uh, again, obviously, this will probably be the final one. I shouldn't say that, but it probably will be, mm. unless they continue it on. Who knows? If another... it, dude, if it goes, if it's actually like. Like blockbuster tent pole, just you know, brings in the Brinks truck. I can't imagine they're not going to do another one. You know, it all depends. You know, it's all got to be received well and all that jazz. But maybe we'll get another sh- uh, show on Disney Plus from Indiana with Indiana Jones. Who knows? I, I to be honest, I actually don't like the like the Adventures of Young Indiana Jones that old show. I I, I wasn't a fan of that. It's all about yeah. like, for me. It was it's so strange. Like. For me, like Indiana Jones is Harrison Ford. Yeah. You know, and meanwhile, like I enjoyed Solo and like it was weird not having him in the movie. But once I started watching the movie, it became less weird and it didn't bother me at all, actually, with uh, whatever that guy's name was. I thought he did a really good job. He did. And I really enjoyed that movie. And it's weird because I'm not a Star Wars fan. I was one of the few people who was like, this movie's kick ass. What the hell's wrong with you guys? But then Star Wars fandom himself, as Eric always says, is insane. So Yeah. If they yeah. did, like, I know it's been rumored that Chris Pratt's always been rumored to take over Indiana Jones. Uh, but for me, it's it's always been about Harrison Ford. I need Ford in the role. Well, yeah, I mean, of course. But if they do continue, I mean, the man is, like I said, he's up there. So who knows? It's going to happen at some point. Yeah. Yeah. If, if Maybe he'll be, they'll do him like they do James Bond and they'll just have different actors playing him moving forward. I don't know. But, uh. Yeah, again, this movie, it's been rumored for so long and we finally got confirmation that it's actually happening. So look, we're looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvel released a huge slate of information. Well, Kevin Feige gave us a huge bit of information for, <laughs> for what they're doing. And like you said, it was kind of um, welcoming because we hadn't heard anything for so long. Um, so, Pete, just really quickly, I mean, there's a bunch of titles and we discussed this. We were on the Let's Go show with Justin Kowalski and we discussed a lot of this stuff there. So just really quickly, what of the Marvel rundown are you looking forward to? Uh, I'm real. I'm excited for Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, whatever it is, Quantumanium. Um, I really liked Ant-Man and the Wasp, the second movie, a lot. I know a lot of people didn't, but I thought it was really a lot of fun. Um, the most, the, the thing I'm most anticipating is the return of the Fantastic Four. Yes, I'm dying to see that, and I feel like that's kind of be uh, going to be Mr. Watts's redemption after I feel like Spidey Three has been hijacked by the world. Um, <laughs> that and uh, the What If animated series. I mean, just possibilities are endless. Crazy stuffs going on in that. I mean, I mean, you could have something as crazy as like, what if the symbiote you know attached himself to Bruce Banner and now he's the Hulk? Like something like that's crazy. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing, but well, if they you did- ever. If you've ever read the what if comic books, it's it's nuts, you know. It, they just, did give us great. they did give us a sizzle reel with some okay. of the stuff that they had that okay. was interest like they were gonna do and I didn't watch it, I just read all this. Yeah, it looked it looked really interesting. So um I'm definitely looking forward to that as well. But continue, go ahead. Um Falcon Winter Soldier, obviously. I love Mackie. I love uh Stan. I I can't wait for that. Um let's see what else is oh Blade, Blade. Just I, I mean I've loved the first two Blade films. I love Wesley Snipes. Um, Blade is a, is a tremendous action series. I can't wait for that. Um, I'm interested to see what they do with Black Panther 2 for obvious reasons, you know, because right. they decided not to recast the role. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest, actually, the thing that I have the biggest question on is Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. That was announced as a TV show. I always assumed Secret Invasion would end up being the next buildup moment for Marvel. Right, theatrically, yeah. but like I get why they want to do it as a series because then you do it like episodically, and you it, you could you could tell a more detailed, fleshed out story. Yes. But I just thought I to me in my head it just made sense for that to be the next mega Avengers event. 
But so I, that's something I'm just like, wow, okay, like, what are you guys going to do? And that, that those are like my top things. Yeah, um, I can co-sign some of those. Um, I'm interested in the Eternals uh, because of Chloe Zhao or Zhao, the director. I know she's doing that film and um, she's a very interesting director. And I think this is going to be the one, the first Marvel film that pretty much strays from the formula. Um, I've read some things about that. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I love the first Doctor Strange. So I'm looking forward to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um, I'm looking to see how they tie that all together with uh, obviously with Spider-Man 3 and other projects that are um, tipping on the multiverse area. Like you, Falcon and Winter Soldier, that that sizzle reel we got was pretty cool. Um, So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, What up, Blade, again, like you. Um, I'm definitely, I love Mahershala Ali as an actor and he's taking over the role and I think he's going to do great. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Loki, uh, just because I love Tim Hiddleston as Loki and the way they're doing the show looks very, very interesting. (laughs) So um, I'm definitely looking forward to that. It picks up from the scene in Endgame uh, where he disappears after, yeah, yeah, where he disappeared. So it picks up right from there. So um, I'm really looking forward to that. Again, that show, and just because of him, I just love him as Loki, and he's just. He's I mean, that was the ballsiest thing I think Marvel has ever done was killing him. Yeah, and then f- to find a way, I don't know if they did it retroactively or whatever, but to find a way to bring him back because he's so beloved yep. in that role. I mean, it's just bravo. I mean, I, I, first of all, I couldn't believe you did it, and then to bring him back the way they have, just yeah. utterly brilliant, utterly brilliant. Yeah, the character lends to that though. Like he's he's died in Thor and come back, right? So mm-hmm. he's the um, the god of mischief. So it kind of leads to that, and I think they're just playing on that more for this for this TV show. But I'm definitely interested in that. And then Shang Shang um Shang Chi, just because when it was announced, I was interested in it, and I don't know much about the character, so I'm really looking forward to. I know nothing about yeah. Shang Chi, so and that's those are always my most favorite mcu movies like when it comes to ant-man i don't know too much other than like you know hank pym originally was right. a wife beater and an alcoholic and he's completely not like that in the movies mm-hmm. so it's, <laughs> it's outside of that i know nothing about ant-man but right. it's just those movies i'm like i can go in and i'm like oh okay cool like guardians of the galaxy i can go in and know nothing about and i'm like oh well, all right I, I you know it's hard for me to watch an mcu spider-man movie and not critique it because i know so much yes. about spider-man i love spider-man so much but with these things that I don't know, but I can actually sit and enjoy them and not feel like, uh, you know, my childhood's been robbed. And that's a joke. That's not true. <laughs> There's a lot of that going on just in the past 24 hours because of the Mandalorian finale. But we're not discussing that tonight. I don't want to go there. Um, I still think it's too early to talk about that anyway. So um, I wouldn't want to um, ruin it for anybody. Uh, but the last... Um, Well, the last thing I want to bring up from the Disney investors called Marvel related was they mentioned we're getting a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. (laughs) Yeah, I was bummed they didn't mean for this year. I was kind of excited. I was like, oh, cool. That's something like Wonder Woman and Groot. That's cool. But no, it's just Wonder Woman this year. But whenever it comes out, it'll be fun. Yeah, that's something. Obviously, that's the perfect property to do something like that. So. Uh, I can't wait for that. That I think is going to be a lot of fun and it'll probably be geared, geared towards children. Um, and I think that's great as well. So yeah, we, Pete and I just touched on some of the stuff that they, they talked about. We're not going to go through it all again, but, um, again, they, they did stuff on Hawkeye and Ironheart and all these other things that Marvel's working on. So for the next, I want to say what, eight years, <laughs> <laughs> give or take uh there, there's a lot going on in the mcu and you know they they've killed it so i'm sure even though i know you don't love all of the stuff i know you like some of it uh i even i don't love all of the stuff but they definitely have a formula that works they make money that's what i'll so, say they make money yep they they give people they give the fans what they want so uh shout out to them man good job good job so we got news of another sort uh, of a DC film. Now we've got we've gotten dribs and drabs about this film, uh, you know, different castings coming out here and there. Uh, we got a big they had at DC Fandom. They did a there was a 
panel or not a panel. There was like a video. I remember that they did the rock uh, in a really small shirt talking about yes, the movie. Right. Of course, we're, <laughs> of course we're talking about black Adam and they have finally cast their cyclone. Uh, Quintessa Swindell was cast as cyclone. So Pete, she is oh, sorry. They have been in Netflix trinkets. Uh, what else have they been in? Um, in treatment, she they are in. Uh, they were also in Euphoria, the show on HBO that actually stars another MCU uh, person in Zendaya. So, do you know much about they, and how are you approaching? I know I don't know anything about this actress. Um, uh, I do know about Cyclone a little bit, and I'm just what I'm most excited about is like what this what the possibility of this movie is turning into. Like they really do. They, you know, uh, Warner Brothers New Line um, are really, you know, lending themselves to that JSA era of comic book characters with Adam Smasher and Hawkman and and now Cyclone, who is the the granddaughter of the original Red Tornado, not the robot Red Tornado, the original Red Tornado. And it's just it's it's something that's really cool. And I think and it's, you know, it's it's interesting because like we always just like justice league at some point was always a given like that group of characters we always figured was going to be made into a movie. You always had, you had the George Miller movie that was never made. Uh, We had, you know, the Zack Snyder two movies that we are getting and getting and going to get. Uh, And then you have, you know, obviously the Avengers. So like these team up movies uh, for both companies was always something that we always knew it was going to be billed towards, but seeing the JSA, you oh, it's kind of like, wow, like I never really thought, we'd get this far. Like I think the JSA was something that has recently appeared on star girl in, in one incarnation and to f- actually get something like that on, on the silver screen with black Adam is very interesting. And it's just interesting to pick up, pick up cyclone. Um, it's just so cool. The characters they've chosen, you know, I, I don't know if we're going to see like an Alan Scott or a Jay Garrick, but to see some of these characters is very intriguing. And I've just, it just creates my, you know, my interest level for the movie. Cause it's like, Oh wow, this just, what are you guys doing? Like it's black Adam is kind of like almost like a doctor doom, you know, like he runs his country. He's kind of an outlaw around the rest of the world. No one really messes with him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he's kind of got that aspect to him. And then it's like, well, what, what are you guys doing with all these, you know, kind of, you know, American superheroes from the forties? Like where do they play into this? And, Cyclone's a character that you has popped up in Kingdom Come and other various like limited runs and uh, various JSA titles. So just interesting to see that this character is getting their due, you know. But and yeah. we're getting Cyclone in a movie before we get Superman in another legit standalone movie. Which again, <laughs> like whatever's going on over there is just, again just everything is just really just really intriguing. Yeah, I think um, I part of that model I kind of like because like. Of course, we love Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman. Those are the characters we all love. But we've seen them already. So it's kind of cool when they bring in these characters we haven't seen on screen and give everyone else an opportunity to to get to know them a little bit. Uh, The one one JSA character I would like to see is Dr. Fate in some form. I don't know if he'll be in... And he lends himself really well to like this, what it seems like this almost like Egyptian type, you know, aspect of the movie that uh black adam is kind of creating you know hawkman creates himself what he's he's got ties to like depending on which version which incarnation of hawkman like egyptian um uh, mythology so like right. dr fate really does lend himself that so it's like where is this guy you know mm-hmm. yeah so i'm looking forward to hopefully getting something with uh dr fate in it sometime soon from from dc uh i'd really really like to see he's kind of like their uh, or um, Doctor Strange, <laughs> you know. Yeah, in very, a way, he's very mythical and magical. Yeah. So you you kind of have that. So I, but I would really like to see that that character. He's like Doctor uh, Strange meets Ricky Henderson. I feel like he talks in the third person a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so let's see what happens. Um, you know, going off going forward with the film again, we're getting little by little, we're hearing more and more, and uh, the cast seems to be stellar. I guess for lack of a better term, um, cause obviously Quintessa is very accomplished right now yeah. and the thing that she's doing. So obviously they're not, they're not sparing any, uh, 
Um, they're sparing no, what's the word I'm looking for? Dollar? Or they're not they're not being chintzy with the money. They're obviously I, mean, I don't. I, this movie's going to be very CG heavy, you know. Yeah. With what Black Adam's capable of doing, with right. what Cyclone's capable of doing, and then Hawkman in general. Like, I'm just so interested to see. I can't wait to see what this movie looks like because it's just it's. I think it'll be like anything. It'll be unlike anything we've seen from uh, Warner Brothers uh, DC New Line ever. Yes, and then of course we have to get it. We're, we're eventually we're going to get the Shazam, and I'm it's sure. going to tie into that too. So it's kind of yeah. like you said, Doctor Strangeish. You know, if they if you can get uh, uh, you know uh, Doctor Fate in there, yeah. but like Black Adam is kind of like that Doctor Strange, Sam Raimi. What could he do with Spider Man? Like, how could they tie this into Sandberg and Shazam? Yes, so I am. Uh... Again, I this is a property I don't know that much about. Like I don't know as much about Cyclone and and Black Adam Shazam, yes, but Cyclone I don't know much about. So I will be looking forward to seeing this because it's something I don't know. Uh, so yes, that is coming. I forget when Black Adam's slated to to hit the screen theater, I don't, but who knows now? I th- I don't know if it's got a date yet because of how everything got shuffled around. It was like when they reshuffled things back. I mean, I talked about this with with jet on a vlog at one point mm-hmm. it was the one movie that didn't get a date and everyone yeah. started to worry like oh my god is this gonna get made and it's like well they've done nothing but cast these characters so yes it's still in pre-production so have have a little faith it's coming you know i got more faith in this than i actually do a flash movie because it's <laughs> being burned out by that for years but well they definitely want to be in the rock business right so you know that i'm pretty sure this movie will get made I'm not worried Dude, about that, that guy is incredible. I mean, I followed his Instagram. He's apparently he's got some kind of deal, but with an ice cream company now, and he's he's selling ice cream. And it's like I was like, what can't you do? What what? He's you the know? highest paid actor in Hollywood. Wow, it's he nuts. The highest, yeah, I know. When you he think went about from it. dropping elbows to just making movies. I can't believe it. Yeah, charisma goes a long way, man. He has tons of it. So that he does, that he does. Yeah. but he'll never live down that picture with the fanny pack. <laughs> but then again, nope. like if you're the rock, who's going to say anything to you anyway? Exactly. I, I'm not, I know I'm not. So his, his, I, it, I, I feel like his personal gym is bigger than most people's house. <laughs> it probably is. I've seen just that. his Instagram. It's, it's crazy. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, sure. Make me feel bad. Anyway, uh, <laughs> keeping in the DC world, we'll stay in this, this area. Uh, as we know, Zack Snyder's Justice League is coming out sometime now. They're saying so, probably around March. We're hearing, I believe right? he confirmed March on Veer on a Vero post. Okay, so now we know it's coming out in March, and we know it's coming out rated R. Um, or might come out. Sorry, might come out rated R with a, in a theatrical release. Right, that's how they worded this. Yeah. So yeah, so doesn't surprise me. Number one. Well, BBS um, Ultimate Edition's rated R. Right. So it doesn't surprise me, number one. Number two, uh, he has to stay with this theme that he's developed He's developed from the beginning, and that's obviously that's what the people want, we know. So that's there. But Pete, as a fan of all these characters, do you prefer the adult slant, or do you prefer that all kids should be able to watch it and enjoy it? Uh, I, to me, it really doesn't matter. But at the same time, it's it's weird having a movie with Superman, Wonder Woman, and The Flash be rated R. Those aren't really characters that lend themselves to kind of, you know, like a, a maybe more adult-oriented right. themes. Batman, I guess, because, you know, Batman will break somebody and the bone will pop out and it can be kind of grotesque. And like, I could see that why the, the violence in a Batman movie will be rated R. Uh it doesn't really matter to me. I get, I get both sides of the argument, but then again, like what do you expect from Zack Snyder? He makes his movies a specific way. He doesn't make, you know, kid movies. He does his thing. That's, and I've said this from the beginning. It's like when Warner brothers, you know, did what they did. And apparently they had their issues with Zack. It's like, well, duh, he's Zack Snyder. What did you expect? You know, like, exactly. Yeah. You know, you know what you're getting into when you hire the guy and he, he does things a specific way. So you, you already knew what was going to happen, but it's just, it's, it's weird. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to make me like or dislike the movie any less other than, you know, what the movie will be about. And if the story is actually good, I'll enjoy it. That'll make me like or dislike the movie. Exactly. Um, 
But there is talk that like now that it might not be a four, like an a, a TV miniseries. It might actually, because of the, if it gets released theatrically, it'll be released theatrically in one part, you know, be one long four hour movie. So if you're going to stream that on HBO max, why would you release it in installments? You know? So like it's, it's weird. Like that's, that's something that's being kind of floated around on Twitter that it possibly could be something that's released just as a four hour movie instead of one four hour episodes. So I mean, we'll see when it comes to this thing, I don't even try to speculate anymore because it's, it's tiring because every time you think it's going one way, it goes seven ways the next, you know? Yeah. So it's just, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'd rather just try to guess the date in March it comes out. (laughs) Like that's way more fun to do than try to speculate on story and context and all that jazz. But, you know, we'll see it's coming out soon enough. I mean, if it does come out in March, it's only a few months away. And it's we're closer to it now than we ever have been. So I can't wait to see what all the fuss is about. Well, if they do release it theatrically and it's four hours, they have to have an intermission, which would be awesome because movies always used to have that like years ago. Um, I think I the mean, last. Yeah. I mean, personally, right? to be honest, if it's a straight shot four hour thing or if there's an intermission at the two hour mark, I really don't care um, if you know I, it, th- that doesn't matter to me. I just want to see the damn thing. You know, we've been talking about this movie for how long? I just, I don't care how they do it. If they, if there's an intermission every 45 minutes, I, I still don't care. Just let me see the goddamn movie at this point. I'm dying to find out what everyone's been fighting about for the last three years. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, I'm not, again, it's not something I'm like, I know tons of people are anticipating it and that's great and I'm happy for them. I'm not like on the edge of my seat. I can't wait for this thing to come out. But of course I'm curious and I want to watch I'm it. Curious. So more than I'm anything, def- I'm just curious to see why they fired him in the first place. Yeah, I, I mean, this is be we both 12 times more Snyder than we were going to get in 2017. Yes. And we both have heard things about this version uh, of the film. So, you know, I guess we also want to see how much of that is true and was kept in the film. And, you know, if any of it hit the cutting room floor, you know, I guess we'll find out soon. But, yeah, it's just interesting. This article goes into again. He starts talking about the whole controversy about the with the directors and the, with the movie theaters. And he's like, I support the cinematic experience. And so he really wanted Justice League to play theatrically uh, in the beginning. And I'm just like, really, dude, you didn't care. You just wanted <laughs> you just wanted people to see it anyway, regardless. Like, well, you- it's just funny listening to like the people who like 48 hours earlier were like crushing Nolan, be like. How yes. could you do this about the theatrical? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, and then Snyder comes out and and on cue, you know, this guy could, you know, put shit on a shingle and sell it for like 250 bucks a pop. And there's a certain group of people who will be like, this is the greatest shit ever. Like, it's amazing. Right. You know, and it's just. But he, ha- he handled it really well. He's like, I hope this is just uh, related to COVID and it's not, you know, something that's going to carry on for years and years and so he handled the cut he kind of straddled the fence with his answer and he handled he handled it very well so i give him props for that uh but yeah it's coming again we know we know in march probably gonna be rated r let's just and the good thing about it coming in march is we'll be out of 2020 so let's be even more of a reason to look forward to this yeah, I, mean, I, <laughs> I can't wait to, <laughs> i can't wait to see what this does to twitter <laughs> Uh, I yeah. am, I can't wait because the usual suspects are gonna claim yes. it is the, the greatest movie since The Godfather, and there's gonna be a group of people who are gonna just trash it because they're gonna think it's the worst thing since Batman and Robin. And there's you know then there'll be like people in the gray area like me and Lauer who are like, this is cool. All right, what's next? I liked it. Like I moved on. Like I mean, exactly. I moved, I moved on after Justice League. You know, like I was like okay. They did what they did. They felt that that was the right move. All right. And what's next? Okay. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll see what's next. And I moved on, but um, you know, it's a director's cut. It's coming out. I'm going to check it out. It's got Batman in it. And you know, like I said, let's see what this is all about. Yeah. It's time. You know, I'm tired of hearing the stories and what people are saying. Yeah. It's just, time. Yeah. let's just see it. I'm, I'm ready. Same here. Yeah. Right. So moving right along, um, we got a cool story about a show that used to be on ABC coming back to Disney Plus. 
Um, and it would be Jim Henson's Dinosaurs. This is great. Right? I'm so excited for this. I used to love this show as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It was one of those shows. Uh, it's it's so those, simple. Yep. Quirky show that you watched and felt good about yourself. And it was funny. And they were puppets. They weren't CGI. It was it was awesome. Like, it was this awesome. Were they puppets? They weren't people in suits? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, they were people in suits. I'm okay. Sorry. It was, it's like the first Ninja Turtles movie. Where, like, all oh, they were wearing the yeah. suits. It's kind of like that, right? Uh but and who man, doesn't love dinosaurs? I know. I know. And the baby was so yeah. popular. And I remember the toys for this thing, too. And man, you know, I, I remember when I first read this, I was like, oh, wow, they're redoing this. And like, oh, no, it's just reruns. But you're like, that's just as good. Yeah. I, I'm just I'm just happy to see something that I haven't seen in years. And uh, me personally, like this is more of a reason for me to get Disney Plus than anything else is for reruns of the dinosaurs. Yeah, it's going to be the complete series. Um, It's coming on January 29th, so it's not that far away. Um, A little bit over a month. And yeah, anyone who watched this series and were fans of this series, I'm happy that they're bringing this back. Because this is one of those... I think I even mentioned it not that long ago to somebody. I was talking to them. Remember that show, Dinosaurs? And uh, they were like, yeah. I'm like, I I wonder if that's ever going to make a comeback. I didn't think it would be Disney+. Plus. I just said in in general. Because it was one of those feel-good shows. I and hope yeah. that this thing gets viewed enough to where they actually bring it back. Like that oh, would be I, awesome. New you content. Know, yeah. As yeah. a, as like a, a new, as a fifth season or whatever, or it maybe the baby grows up and he has a family, you know, like yeah. how great would it be for him to finally get his due for being a little brat for four years? You know, like it, it's just, and it's just, again, everything about this is just, it. it's like one of the good things about nostalgia. Like sometimes nostalgia can be a bad thing. And it could kind of be like lazy fan service and water things down. But something like this is really cool. You know, I enjoy it. And like, oh man, be like, even going like further down, like the land before time, if they even re-release that, that'd yeah. be something I'd be into. I mean, you could just going back to like dinosaur stuff. But yeah. and that's the cool thing about this. I will say that's the cool thing about the streaming services. You can do that there, right? Like you can do these do things like this and test case. And then again, if it's well received, they can, yeah, like you said, maybe, you know what, let's try and get, um, you know, reboot this thing and bring it back in some form. And Disney or ABC Disney has done that in the past, obviously with shows like boy meets world. They did a reboot of that mm-hmm. with full house, right? Yep. Fuller house. Yeah. So they, they've done those things. Also saved by, uh, saved by the bell has kind of come back a little bit, right? Yeah. There's a new show on Disney. Peacock network. Okay. It's Peacock. Peacock Network, NBC's Peacock Network. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I've heard, I haven't seen it yet, but from what I've heard, it's not that good. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but it's I guess you know if you want you know relive the moments of Slater in the backwards chair. So, yep. So yeah, so this is one of the fun feel good stories that we got recently, and um, I will definitely probably watch them again. Um, oh, hundred percent. I can't. Yeah. I can't wait. Funny story is there was there was a, like an old independent gas station in town. And they called themselves Sinclair <laughs> and they had their logo was a stegosaurus. You know, <laughs> it, it was, it was, it's, it's long gone. It's been gone for like 25 years, but on route one North Brunswick, there was, I believe where the Chili's is now, there was a, a gas station called Sinclair's and uh, it was just, it was, it was funny. Yeah. I was, I was like, wow. Like I, I imagine the guy who actually owned the gas station's name was Sinclair and it was just, uh, you know, you know, the, lucky and just that was around at the time and it was just it was like my favorite place to go it's weird that a kid wants to go to a gas station but going to that place always made me laugh because of the, the giant dinosaur i could stare at while you know getting the tank filled so yeah i mean that show had a huge imprint the in pop culture when it was on so definitely uh this is going to be fun and again i will as the younger generation will get to experience it now and i hope they love it just like we did and and i'll tell you what it's way better than uh jurassic world fallen kingdom yes positive yes, I, dinosaur entertainment everyone <laughs> yes the and they're nice <laughs> they're not they're trying not, to kill people. yeah i would love to see ian malcolm interact with these dinosaurs <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so they're coming um it's coming back again january 29th so guys look out for that uh maybe maybe when after it comes out pete and i will do a little thing on that show uh, oh my god yeah, As someone who just recently binged watch Batwoman, I can't wait to binge watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, uh, I give you credit for doing that. I give myself credit. Dude, that might have been that was one season that was almost as tough as watching Gotham at certain points. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to get into Batwoman because I've made my feelings clear on a bunch of other, I think podcasts. I don't think we've talked about it much on this one, but I've been on other ones where I've talked about it. And what season two is a fresh start. So let's see what happens there. Yes. Um, Jivica, Leslie. I don't remember. Yeah. Ms. Leslie. Yeah. Ms. Leslie is, is going to take on the cow. So we'll see what happens. Going forward, that was a lot big controversy too with not recasting Kate, but we're not gonna, we won't go there. Um, so it is Christmas season, as we know, and there's always been a discussion on certain movies if they're Christmas movies or not. One of those films was Die Hard, or is Die Hard. Now, Pete, what do you say before I go into the rest of the story? Uh, to me, it's always been, you know, one of the, one of my favorite Christmas movies. I'm gonna watch it tonight. Right. Actually, I've been saving it for after the podcast. Um, okay. But like my favorite, like non-Christmas Christmas movies are like Batman Returns, Lethal Weapon, Die Hard, and Black Christmas. And, and now you could throw Shazam in there. That's that's another one. So those are like my favorite non-Christmas Christmas movies. And do you and count Die Hard Two? I that don't. Was also okay. You don't. I, I I don't probably. I should. I, Die Hard Two is actually the one I watched the least. I watch. I I don't watch the fifth one. That thing's horrible. Uh, the I like the first four Die Hards. Um, but uh, I I I don't watch Die Hard Two as much as I should. It was actually I believe it was written as a Lethal Weapon sequel. So they did a little uh, reworking for Die Hard Two. But uh, I think Die Hard One is definitely without a doubt a Christmas movie. Yeah, the, the funny. I mean, it's a Christmas movie that was released in the summer of 1988. So I feel that's, like most of them are done in the summer, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Not many are released during Christmas time. Home Alone was okay. Um, so Home Alone definitely was, but um, I know for a fact I remember seeing Die Hard because, funny enough, it's the first R-rated movie I actually saw with my mother. <laughs> Okay. In the movie theater. So mm-hmm. I remember because I wanted to see it, and my mom was like, and my mom loves Bruce Willis from the show Moonlighting that was on in the 80s. That's mm-hmm. when he got his mm-hmm. start. Mm-hmm. So she um I remember telling her I want to see this movie, and I knew it was rated R, and I'm she obviously no one else was gonna be able to go with me. So I remember my dad was bowling, I think, and she was like, We had it was like a Friday night, and she's like, I said, Mom, can we go see? And she goes, Yeah, I'll take you. Um lucky, luckily there was no nudity, and it's just a lot of cursing and violence, so mm-hmm. whatever. But because uh, I would have felt weird seeing a movie with nudity in it with my mother, but <laughs> I still do. By the way, if there's a, with her and a nude scene comes on, I'm like, uh, I get weird. But anyway, um, so John McTiernan, the director of um, Die Hard, kind of weighed in on this battle, and it was very weird um, what he said. But I'll read the quotes. Did you watch the video that was in the article? I did not watch the video. No, the video. He's a weird very guy. Interesting. Though. Oh, dude, it was, dude. He took on the fast food industry. He took on kingdoms. He took on capitalism. It was a very interesting twelve minutes. Okay, I'll watch it now. After we do the show, I'll go back and watch it. But um, this is what he starts to say. Uh, he says, "Telling a story is not random access activity. There's a particular word in a particular place in a particular order. That is the right word. And if it's a movie, there's the right shot. And if you have nerve, you'll try to figure out what the right shot is. Mm-hmm. That's the first part. So then he goes on and starts talking more about the film. Um, he makes another quote: "We hadn't intended it to be a Christmas movie, but the joy came from from it. The joy that came from it is what turned it into a Christmas movie." So that was the second thing. Then the last part I thought, and I'll read the last quote, there are genuinely evil people out there because there's a there's a connection between Die Hard and like the current state of mm-hmm. politics here. Um, so he says, my hope is that Christmas this, ye- this year is that you will all remember that authoritarians are low status, angry men who have gone to rich people and said, if you give us power, we will make sure nobody takes your stuff. And their obsessions with guns and boots and uniforms and squad cars and all that stuff. And all those things that all those things you amass with power meant to scare us, meant to shut us up. So we don't kick them to the side of the road and decent people of the world get on with building a future. Um, That's Christmas, right? <laughs> I told, dude, if you watching the video is even more interesting than reading the article, but it's weird because I felt like he contradicts himself. He felt, he said like a little bit. Be, well, but mostly because he said like it was a Christmas movie, but we didn't intend it to make a Christmas movie. But in when if you watch the video in the link, 
of the article, he specifically says what inspired Die Hard is um, uh, it's a wonderful life, it's a wonderful life, especially the Pottersville scene where he goes back and it's capitalism. Uh, you know, there's there's pawn shops, there's this, there's that right. as, as he's running through. And it goes that specific scene more than anything really inspired him to make a movie like Die Hard. And you're kind of like, well, if you were inspired by a Christmas movie, how how are you saying that? you didn't try to make a Christmas movie, you know, like as weird, as weird as it is, because like in the video he talks about, he brings up like, he takes on the fast food industry and he goes, well, it's not fast and it's not really good food. It's about, it's about producing food by not having to pay a lot of people, by not paying the preparers money. You know, it's basically all you do is put the food in machine. The machine makes the food. And then he's like, then you go to the Louvre, which is basically a hall of kings, and where we, we we were glorifying kings and their their swords and their their hunting dogs and their beards. And if if you just run through the Louvre, it, it's like a stop motion movie, and you just see the evolution of kings. And then he goes into this artist whose name is David, and he says David was the first person to break down tyranny in kings because he took ordinary people and he made them look like noble people. You know, he he made them look a specific way. And like you're sitting there and you're like five minutes in the movie and you're like, man, there's like this guy. Well, what is this? this guy talking about when does he get to die hard and then he gets to die hard and he goes the thing that sums up die hard pretty much the best is like the when when the limo driver and bruce willis meet and he's like i this is my first time driving a limo and he goes well it's my first time in a limo he goes that's the movie i wanted to make i didn't want to make a movie about an action star i wanted to make a movie about an every man yeah on the capitalist, you know, and it was taking on like this capitalistic world and regime and how, you know, it's Christmas symbolizes that stuff. And it's just fascinating because I was like, and then you read more on McTiernan and you find out that he, he, he committed perjury and he spent time in prison because he's like wiretapped Charles Roven's uh, phones. And you're just like, wow, you're an interesting guy. Meanwhile, <laughs> this video is being recorded on his ranch in Wyoming. And it's just, it's really fascinating stuff. And, I, I highly suggest everyone check out this article in the Hollywood Reporter because just for the video alone, it's it was the I mean I've watched it two or three times and it's a very interesting twelve minutes. Yeah, I'll watch it the video again, but even when just reading this, it's kind of like um, he is he's all over the place and uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I always sense because you think about it, like you can't go anywhere without. And it, you know, life is kind of like Pottersville. Like you walk around when you could walk around Manhattan, you know, you see the signs and everything and you're like, oh, this, wow. Like I didn't realize, I didn't realize this. This does make sense now, you know, like, okay, I kind of see what he's saying, but is he yeah. kind of saying it coherently? He's saying it, he says it in a way where it makes enough sense, but it's almost like me talking about it right now. I'm not doing the best job describing it. Cause I've got so many thoughts going on in my head. Like my brain thinks faster than my mouth. So like, I'm having a hard time actually describing it but that's how i feel about it it's i think it's a weird allegory to make to say that um that pottersville scene uh represents capitalism but hey every like it's art right every every piece of people take what they want from art Mm -hmm. and that's what his take from that scene in the one it's a wonderful life was and it lent us to getting die hard because i like die hard a lot yeah uh you know all all more power to him because I do believe it's a Christmas movie. I believe any movie that has Christmas in it is a Christmas movie. So Gremlins, Christmas movie. Totally. Uh, yes. Right? So I will, that's my breakdown. I don't need to get all in depth about the story and, oh, it's violent and all whatever. That's fine. All that stuff fine. Is there trees in it? Lights? We got Christmas songs. I'm in. It's a Christmas movie. Yeah. yeah. Is Rudolph probably more of a Christmas movie than Die Hard at its core? Probably. Yeah. Probably. But, you know, Die Hard still is a Christmas movie. Yes, it is. So let's last thing we're going to talk about is Pete and I were talking before the show and we were discussing uh, a couple of things. And then we brought up the Joker because there is a new Joker comic coming out. Um, What is it? It's Tynan, right? And uh, Gilliam March. Yeah, Gilliam March are doing this. Um, It starts in March. So after Future State, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a monthly review, um, release, so it's a monthly story. And I brought up the fact that, wow, the Joker's kind of been it since the movie, right? Since Joker came out. Since then, we've had a ton of Joker stories. Maybe a little uh, overexposed. 
Yeah, maybe a little bit. Joker War, and then we had three Jokers, which we both love. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're getting this continuation. So one, you're more of an avid comic reader than me. Are you looking forward to this? Uh, I'm interested. Um, here, like I know right now, Tynan is kind of in a bit of a rut with fandom. Not a lot of people are loving the Batman title right now. Yes, I uh, heard. Justin Kowalski, this goes to you. Uh, the Ghostmaker story isn't my favorite. I've been defending Tynan for a while. I really like Joker War. I've been mm-hmm. on various podcasts defending that storyline. Um, I've been talk. I talked to my buddy uh, Chad Metz. Uh, we thought the Joker post Joker War was kind of going to go by the wayside a little bit and maybe take a bit of a vacation, a little hiatus, and that doesn't seem to be the case. So that's interesting. Um, it's also. I'm interested because this is the last time the Joker had his own series was in like this the mid to late seventies. Oh, wow. And Denny O'Neill did a nine issue run and the Joker wasn't allowed to kill anyone. The Joker always had to be caught by the end of the issue. And it was just kind of like a weird thing. Like the comics code kind of got in everyone's way more than anything else. So now, and I'm looking at this is going to be a different time for the Joker. I imagine a lot of people are going to die. And I imagine a lot of bad stuff's going to happen. And I imagine he's going to get away at every issue. Right. So it's going to be a different title, but I'm also kind of looking at Tynan to redeem himself a bit because of how lackluster this ghost maker story in the recent Batman issue. And it's affected Batman. Batman is not selling as well oh, okay. as it has been. I've, I've gone into my shop and my, my local shop owner, Mike has asked me if <laughs> just quote unquote, does Batman suck now? And I'm like, I'm like, what? He goes, you know, like I, I used to sell out of Batman twice a month and now I have all these extra books. No one's buying it. So Batman is not selling and it's interesting. And I, I say this all the time, you know, detective new 52 was not a hot selling book. Scott Snyder's Batman was, there's always, a, there's always a time when these things take a dip and Batman's been, the Batman title has been pretty damn good for 20 years. So it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, it was eventually going to happen and we'll see what happens, but I, I'll give this, I'll give this an arc. I'll see what, how good it is. I'll give it three, four issues mm-hmm. and I'll judge it by that. But I have almost reached my limit with the Joker at this point, Joker war, Joker, the movie, uh, three jokers. And three jokers. I'm, I'm kind of ready for him to kind of, there was a point in time before O'Neill and Adams that the Joker was gone for like 10, 15 years. You know, he just, he was absent. And then O'Neill and Adams brought him back with a vengeance in the five-way revenge. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like, I don't want him to disappear for that long, but I, maybe I got my time frame wrong. Like it does seem like a long time that he'd be gone for like a decade, but I would love for the Joker to take a little hiatus and maybe see some more scarecrow titles or something. But if he's the moneymaker, like we know that AT&T is, a, you know, is very greedy and they call the shots. So I'm not surprised. Right. I wouldn't mind if AT&T started selling DC comics, to be honest with you, this way they can just do their thing instead of doing this corporate mandate greed thing. But I doubt that'll see. happen. Um, but there's a synopsis about it. Um, and I'll read it very quickly. It says after an unthinkable attack on Gotham city, the clown prince of crime has become the most wanted man in the world. The Joker is doing his best to stay several steps ahead of law enforcement overseas, but Jim Gordon, facing retirement, realizes this is the last manhunt of his life and vows to track down Gotham's worst nemesis, completing his story career. I don't like it. Gordon's retiring. I already don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> but there are some mysterious and deadly forces that are also on the hunt for the Joker, and they're not going to let Gordon slow them down or get in the way. I assume that means we're going to see other rogues in this story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, who knows? So it is a 40 page, $5, $4.99 monthly series. It's going to be first released um, on Tuesday, March 9th of 2021. So Pete, there you go. It's coming. Um, I, I might. So the, the covers are going to be great because you got Gilliam March drawing the regular cover and then Frank quietly is doing all the variants. So at worst case scenario, you're going to get some great cover art. Yeah, I might give it – I love the character so much I might give this one a try um, and give it a read and see – at least the first and then see how that works. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, um, 
I agree with you. We've had a lot of Joker uh, in the past year and a half or so. So, you know, if the Joker did take a little bit of a break, that would be fine. I, we're not getting him in the Batman, which is probably cool right now, right? So um, we're not going to see him in that movie. So who knows? Maybe maybe Nicholson's Joker shows up in Flashpoint. <laughs> I don't know. I keep telling everyone, like, if Spider-Man 3 keeps bringing it, what? He died. Like, so Nicholson's Joker. Al- and Spider-Man 2. What's that mean? Doesn't mean anything. That's true. That's fly. You know, All right. It's, uh, yeah, so, that's, that's what I'm saying. If Spider-Man 3 keeps doing things, we all know how reactionary Warner Brothers is. Oh, that's true. That is very true. So we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, I know I, you guys have been talking, obviously, at our chat, um, the chat, the, the group of us that are in the chat, you guys have been talking about Batman, this current run of Tynas Batman and how you all hate it. So <laughs> so uh, it's been fun for me to read. You don't and hate I it. The last story arc is just not good. That, I, okay. I'll say this. Justin hates it. Justin despises. Loward hates it too. <laughs> they, those guys truly hate what's going on. I just, I think this last story is not good. All right. Which well, gives me hope for the future. Yeah. But I, I will say just reading the synopsis, I kind of like the, the concept. Um, the Jordan, the Gordon retiring thing. Yeah. That maybe that's a little bit. I don't like it. And this seems to span out of the one shot Joker war zone. It was a one shot issue that tied into Joker war. So there was a bat, there was a, a Batman, there was a Bane Joker story that went in there. And just looking at the first cover mm-hmm. to the issue, Bane's in the background while the Joker is in his, his chair above Arkham. So it seems that that's going to tie into it. So. All right. I did like that story in the, in the war zone one shots. Yeah. So with that's what we're, that's coming, that's coming in March. And uh, like you said, maybe it'll be the last Joker thing we get for a while. Who knows? Um, and my, but people, from what you guys are telling me of Future State, or what you've already heard about Future State, maybe this will be a welcome, <laughs> a just, welcome story. I'm just um, dying to get to March at this point. Future State, <laughs> I'm like, God, like what? Two months of this? Uh, I'm actually going to read them. So I'll read them too. I just, I just don't like a lot of what I heard. There's a, that's not true. I'm about fifty fifty on it. All right. Well. Oh. Well, you know, they every how how often do they do this where they do these little what uh, if, like I don't know they reboots every four yeah. or five years. Right. So, <laughs> so yeah, so we're, we're they're due and we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, this is coming. So, all right, anything else you want to talk about, Pete? Uh one other thing, I'm really pumped for Superman Blue. Um, uh, red and blue. It's like this, it's, it's kind of like the counterpart to Batman black and white, just in different hues of blue and red. So that sounds really cool. Uh, really exciting. And I, I just, as a, from a visual standpoint, I'm really interested to see what they do artistically. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've, I saw the stuff you sent me on it. I know the, the art does look pretty cool from what I've seen so far. So yeah, it just, it just looks really interesting. All right, well, let's wrap this puppy up. So go ahead, start plugging away. Uh, you can follow me on all forms of social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Zach Snyder's favorite Vero, at Pete Illustrated. Uh, follow our show pages on Instagram and Twitter, at straight underscore O underscore G. Don't forget to enter our December rate and review contest. Uh, we are giving away that special Marvel Holiday Edition Treasury, published in, I think, uh, the late 70s. So it's a it's a cool little uh, giveaway. So please enter rate reviewer contest our our, our show and enter in the contest. Um, and I have some I have, the, I have the contest giveaway for November. I have to mail out. I have the two fifty contest giveaway that I have to mail out. So those are coming, guys. I've just been really busy with Christmas stuff around the house and everything. But uh, I'm going to try to get them out to you next week. Uh, I apologize for being late, but um, Peter Claus is coming. <laughs> so, yes, Peter. I can say to you guys, uh, yeah. to uh, I, to uh, FC five hundred nine and uh, Ranger da- uh, D- Dino Ranger Ranger Danger. I forget. I'm sorry, I forget your name, but uh, you know who you are. I'm going to send you your prize. Uh, so don't feel bad. Uh, it'll be there. <laughs> All right. So, uh, guys, for me, as you know, you can hit me up on Twitter at finally thirty three. It's spelled finale thirty three. Also, the same on Instagram. Uh, check out both the Straight Outta Gotham Facebook show page and the Straight Outta Gotham group page. Uh, if you want to join the group, you, it's by invite only. So definitely go there and request an invitation and we will check you 
check out all the data. You might have to answer a couple of questions and then we will uh, probably approve you depending on what, what, how you answer the questions. Uh, it depends on if Eric likes you or not. <laughs> that too. That, that does factor in. Uh, so we have that. Uh, lastly, it is since we are again, we are doing this show on December 19th. We will not be recording before Christmas. So for everyone who celebrates Christmas, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Uh, I hope Santa's good to you. And um, we will be back probably the following week, if not in the first week of the new year. Mm-hmm. Just wanna, yeah, depending on schedules and how things are. Holiday seasons can be tough. So if we can if we can record, you guys will get another episode of us this year. If not, um, we'll be after the new year. So we also, I will take this time to wish you a happy new year. Both of us. I'll speak for both of us here. Merry Christmas and a happy new year. Uh, and one final thing. Um, as you guys know, Pete and I started this podcast back in April. Um, the year is ending and it has been a hell of a time and a hell of a run. And so we're going to so- retire on top. This is the last show. <laughs> and uh, we've met some really new friends, met some new friends by doing this, uh, had some really interesting guests on, and we just want to keep doing this going forward um, into 2021 and beyond. So again, from me and Pete as well, uh, we thank you for being on the journey with us so far. And we just want to continue to give you more good content going into next year. So anything else, Pete? Uh, no, just, uh, you know, happy holidays to everyone who celebrated Hanukkah. Hope you had a great Hanukkah. All right. So for Pete Vera, I am Eric Holzman. This is Straight Outta Gotham. We'll see you next time. Booyah.